gentlemen, we need to backtrack. We need to talk about Pooh. We need to talk about Pooh Bear for another second. Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at a to z horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. If you haven't yet, definitely take a minute and head over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out uh, all the other awesome shows that the network has to offer. Uh, until then, I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Jack, there's more important stuff to do than sell ice cream. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who uses an ice cream truck to pick up girls. It's Mark. Oh no, you're not going to make a dummy out of me, Jack. <laughs> oh my god. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 1988's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You're welcome. And we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. In so doing, we'll spoil the shit out of it, so fair warning on that. <laughs> um, but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, <laughs> let's do Beers for Fears. Mark, what are your beers? For these fears. Uh, as is becoming increasingly common in my world, this is a hard movie to beer. So I'm just kind of <laughs> riffing off of the space theme. I'm drinking a Moondog Amber Ale from uh, Woodland Empire. Moons in outer space. The killer clowns are from outer space. And yeah. It's very topical. It's, it's a slam dunk. <laughs> you know, I really should have done something, because the one week I had a chance to beat you, and I don't think I did. Oh I am God. drinking... I, I didn't have time to do anything after work today. I'm barely lucky that I'm here at all. So I, I just had to go with whatever I found in my fridge. So Which I'll, was? I'll, 208 Session Ale. Because uh, these clowns actually capture and cocoon 208 people in the movie. So it's actually right on point. I think I win. I, yeah, that's uh, a lie. That would be a lie, right. is what you just Did told. you count them? Did you? I might have. Yeah. <laughs> but did you? <laughs> Jake, save me. What, what are your beers for these fears? I definitely win this week. I already told you guys that. Um, my beer, like Mark's, is is topical in terms of it being space-related. I'm going to show you guys uh-huh. the beer be- because that'll help the listener, right? It's called Space Cake Double IPA. So you've got that kind of like space and junk food thing related to, to clowns. And it's by a brewery in Massachusetts. It's called Clown Shoes. Yep. So, yep. There's that. I, I figured you were going Clown Shoes because, you know, you're in Massachusetts, that whole area. Mash- you have an actual selection Massachusetts. Nice. So it must be nice. <laughs> that's definitely a winner. Definitely a winner. Yeah, I I, I think we can't really argue with that. This really is like isn't one a of a whole the... lot of cake in this movie. So eh, there is sweets. a dog though. Sweets. There's so, pie. There's a lot of pie. There's yeah. a dog and ice cream and cotton candy and popcorn and a dog. And cherries. No, fuck. Okay. Fuck. We did it. Good. You win. We agree. Yeah. Before we dive into Killer Clowns from Outer Space, let's take a minute to talk about what else has been rocking our collective horror worlds over the course of the last week or so. You go first. Uh, Jake. No, you. Me go? I, me? Yes, okay. you. Okay. Handled like well, a champion. <laughs> I watched uh, one movie uh, this last oh, week shit. that wasn't Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I watched Monsterland. Uh, the eagle-eared listener will note that I made a bet with Mark last week, and I lost it. So uh, we picked, a what, a random horror release roundup and the movie i was least excited for in june of 2016 yep was monsterland so i watched that um how was it not good 
How was it? I didn't care for it. <laughs> Say more. Yeah, tell us about it. Have you ever done this before? So, it, look, it's an anthology <laughs> movie. Um, the interstitial like piece of it is super lazy. It's a guy running away from zombies, and then he runs into a movie theater and watches the nine short stories that comprise this <laughs> anthology. <laughs> Uh, um, that sounds awesome. I think I, I'd so say dumb. that two of the nine shorts um, hit the mark of like better than mediocre. Uh, the other That's seven were significantly below, and uh, some of them are. It isn't really fair to call them short. Some of them are like two or three minutes long. Two of them, I think, are that short. But there's two of them. One was called Hag. I think the other was called House Call. That were actually pretty goddamn entertaining. But the rest of it was bad. I didn't enjoy it. So just how long these was the movie? Two or three minute long ones. Yeah. How long was the thing as a whole, first of all? Uh, like a hundred minutes, I think. That's very specific. Okay. Well, it's like more than ninety. How much of so, it was the frame narrative? Very little. Very very. All it is is this like grinning dickhead chuckling, eating popcorn, and looking around him for possible zombies in this infested theater. It's dumb. Um, the the like one of the three minutes one was like don't go in the water, and it was just some. There were there were naked nudity. There were naked like people diving into a lake, and they get attacked by an unseen monster. And there's some blood. Sounds great. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, really, real top notch <laughs> like, stuff. Well, I mean, this uh, is supposed to just... this is supposed to be like very B, isn't it? Yeah, and some of it is very B, but some of it feels like it's trying way too hard to be B. And yeah, yeah just you can't. You doesn't can't feel try. fun. You can't try to just, be B. Yeah, some of it's kind of unique, and but it's just I, overall I would not give this a recommend. I maybe if you love anthologies, I just don't think it's worth watching. Under no circumstances you would give this a recommend. If you really love anthologies, I think maybe just to kill some time. It wasn't a <clears throat> horrifically unpleasant experience. It just wasn't didn't do anything for me. Where it wasn't did, good. Where is it available to watch? I rented it on Amazon Video. Okay, is that shit not on? Is that shit not on Netflix? Why would that I be on Netflix? I didn't see it on Netflix. I feel like it should be on I thought it was on I thought I saw it on there, Mark. Give me your well, shit. If you did, then I paid for it for no fucking reason, so nice. you didn't. You're supporting well. the creators, Jack. The creators of the movie called Monsterland. Yeah. Yeah, I think th- and this is their second movie. The first one I think was called Zombie World. So they don't they don't have a very deep bench. Well, as you said, the mark <laughs> was slightly better than mediocre and they missed it, so Yeah. There yeah. you go. Eh. Jake? So that's all I've got going on. That's it. Outstanding, Jack. Yeah. How about you, Jake? Thanks for throwing me the baton. I, finally. I, um, we that happened already. Yeah, you just I already fucking threw it listening. to you. You just weren't paying attention. I'm not listening to you. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I watched one movie as well. Uh, the movie that I watched is a foreign horror flick from a few months ago. You can now see it on Netflix. I have a feeling Mark might be talking about this one as well. Train to Busan. Yup. Now, uh, I thought you were talking about the windmill, because I wanted to watch that, but I had to watch Monsterland instead. You're you know welcome. you can watch more than one horror movie per week, right? This week, I could not. Okay. But, frankly, Mark, we should be excited that he watched one. That's why I had him go first. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> you get, to get stronger as you go, man. Okay, so, Train to Busan, it is a zombie movie from South Korea. You know, a couple things that you're getting right out of the gate when I say those words to you. Number one is South Korean, so it's going to be both beautiful and really fucking long. And it's a zombie movie, so you have the basic trappings of the zombie film. What I thought this thing did pretty well, though, is the way it 
it was on rails, like both literally and figuratively, but Hello. it, yeah, but it kept <laughs> things like it did a lot of really, I thought, innovative things, which is hard to do in the zombie space, just with how it kind of set things up for its characters to have to overcome over the course of the movie. Uh, again, this is not the time during the podcast where we do spoil things, so I won't go into any of those particular instances, but I thought that it was really well filmed, pretty good character development, which isn't super rare for a zombie movie. A lot of that is a character study to see how people will deal with a certain situation, that situation being the apocalypse. And I don't have a lot negative to say. I'd, I'd recommend this to pretty much anyone aside from people who just can't sit still for longer than an hour and 45 minutes or if you don't like reading subtitles. But if you don't like reading subtitles, then that's the only reason you need to fucking grow up. <laughs> like, just deal with it. It's a good movie. Yes, right. it is. I also watched that. Um, <clears throat> I was I was sick one morning last week, so uh, I basically just sat down and watched that thing because I wasn't... I was too sick to, like, look at anything else other than that, so... Mark, you uh, pregnant? The space I was in. <laughs> I might be. I've been having cravings for beer lately. Um, <laughs> That's what pregnant women have. <laughs> cravings sure for do. beer. <laughs> uh, in any case, I, I totally agree with Jake's analysis. It's, um, it is... I don't think it's a particularly analysis. long movie. Uh, it's two hours, which I guess is a little bit longer than what you're used to in this in this genre. But like something about the pacing, or maybe it's the subtitles, or maybe it's just that there's like it's not really the normal three act structure. It's like a five act structure. It this really movie is. just feels so long. Yes, <laughs> it does. The other the other thing about it is it is very frenetic. Like once the action starts, your butthole is puckered for the entire movie until the very very end. And that amount of stress, uh, you know, is, is kind of hard on the body after some time. But yeah, I totally, I totally agree with Jake. This is this is a pretty solid recommend if you have two hours to sit down and watch a subtitled movie where you're not doing anything else. I find it weird too because I don't really like zombie movies. I think that they're definitely too too many of them too quickly over a period of time has kind of soured me on that whole subgenre of horror. But yeah, that's fair. Every time I do take the time to watch one, I kind of find myself liking it. So I don't know if I just know how to pick them. Maybe that is it, and it's just bias. But this is one that I would recommend to anyone, really. Even if you are like, eh, zombies, I'm over it. This is different. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I'm, I would consider myself probably the zombie guy on the podcast just because just by default, since both of you guys have expressed that you don't really like it, like that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that, that the movies have to do well, like you said, it has to be a character study and almost all of the good ones have some level of the zombies aren't the actual bad guy. It's actually like a guy is the bad guy, right? Sure. It's, it's about, it's about humans interacting. That's realistically what a zombie movie should come down to. Um, and like you said, the character development is this one in this one is good enough that you are rooting for the characters there the entire time. So when they're actually in danger, that's, that's, that's worrisome. Unlike like a resident evil movie or something like that, where the zombies are just getting their asses kicked the entire time. Yeah. Where it's straight action. Right. Right. Not that I dislike those, but that's kind of a separate genre. You want, you care to define what that is? Uh, action zombies, Mm -hmm. comma, getting their asses kicked. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Colts Uh, with an O. Yeah, I, I had two other things to comment mm. on. I assumed <laughs> Jake was done with his. Um, the first one was another movie that I saw that was uh, Don't Hang Up. So we reviewed this uh, a month or two ago on Horror Release Roundup. It's about like these 
four jolly pranksters who call the wrong guy, prank the wrong guy, and he ends up pranking him back by murdering him. Oh, uh, shit. It's a home invasion type slashery thing. There's a lot of... It actually kind of reminded me of Unfriended in a way, because just there's a lot of like social media stuff happening in the background, and like the control of technology and whatnot that the guy is doing to keep them trapped in this location that they're in. Was this found uh, footage? No. Okay. It's not. Okay. That was the end of my question. Okay. So, well, I'm I'm trying to remember. I mean, some aspects it either of it is are, or they, it's not. Like they do. It's not. It's not a whole found footage movie, but there are parts of it where you're like viewing them through cameras that are very obviously like of the film world. So they kind are giant, of, like, giant cameras. Um. In any case, the the movie opens. I, I haven't seen this in a while. I feel like I need to comment on it. The movie opens with a montage of them pranking people to the song Cobra style by the teddy bears. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, well, it's kind of awesome, but that song came out in 2004. If memory serves. And it's me right. just, I mean, it's a pretty blatant ripoff of bow with a bah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my style is go. Bong it is. No, I mean, this one's, is. this one's bow, bow did a bois. <laughs> there's goes data 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 exactly uh in any case they used a song from 2004 that was just barely mildly popular back then in the intro to a movie in 2017 and that's like roughly how in touch i'm assuming these writers are with the youth of today because the, <laughs> the casual dialogue between the characters in this is is highly cringeworthy however right once you actually get into the first act of the movie and like shit gets real, I actually found this to be a pretty pretty entertaining, uh, pretty entertaining romp. There's it's it's a good like siege movie, I guess you'd call it. Uh, we used that a couple weeks ago to describe the void, but it you know uh, a home invasion movie type thing. Uh, pretty solid. Yeah. All right. I'd give it. I think Would I'd you give have it liked a- it better if they had used Informer by Snow? <laughs> Uh, I take yes. that as a yes. <laughs> yes, I, I think I'm trying to come up with an instance in which that song doesn't make something better. Yeah, and there's a big difference between a song from the early '90s and one from the early 2000s in terms of nostalgia factor. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I always I'll have a soft spot in my heart for Canadian white rappers. Always, just you know, someone's got to be their champion. Are you sure that Cobra, not Cobra style? Are you sure that um, I was thinking of a whole other? dumb band are you sure that the teddy bears aren't that because i have no idea uh i haven't the foggiest (laughs) so i assume that it's like a type of animatronic band they're like literally teddy bears (laughs) yes they're probably right they're rockafire that's what they are (laughs) (laughs) as performed by rockafire okay back on track one last thing very very minor i saw god more i saw this popping up today uh just a little video online google Furless tickle me Elmo. It's a. Uh, it's like pure cosmic horror. It's. It will seriously. That shit will haunt your nightmares. It's terrifying. That's that's Is my recommendation to you. It takes about. It takes like literally seven seconds to play the video. Furless tickle me Elmo. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a yeah. weird thing. That's a yep. really weird thing. It is a weird thing. Speaking of animatronics, that's also part of Rockafire. I might say. <laughs> Well, I think that's as good a time as any to go to our feature presentation. I would say so. A 
over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 1988's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Clowns with a K. Um, Mark, this was a Mark pick movie. Yes. Um, I think you had to pick a sci-fi movie from the 80s. Uh, yes, that is correct. You went with this. We'll talk about why you picked it. We'll wait, talk wait, about wait, wait, the wait, reasons wait, 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 wait. Was it sci-fi? Yeah, it was sci-fi. Because huh. I was telling him he should pick Predator. Huh. Huh. Okay. Let's <laughs> and he continue. chose this. Let's continue. We'll talk about all that in a bit. But first, Mark, you got to give us the 30-second plot synopsis. So 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Okay, so it's it's a pretty straightforward story. There are killer clowns that come in from outer space, invade a town, turn everyone into <laughs> cotton candy. Uh, a couple of y- local youths fight back by uh, invading their tent of a spacecraft and taking their captured girlfriend back. I'm literally running out of things to say. It's been 18 seconds. Uh, there, are, it's it's a movie about like hilarious deaths. A dude gets his head uppercutted off, and another dude gets dissolved by pies. There's clown hijinks. The end. Time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, you really hit none of the actual plot of the movie, none of the narrative arc. But you know, is there a narrative arc? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <clears throat> the the heart of this movie is the the love triangle between the cop and the the chick and the uh. burnout. The burnout? He's not a burnout. Yeah. No. He's a burnout. He's friends with the no. Walensky brothers. So? They sell ice cream. Stalenzi brothers. Latenzi. Whatever their names Laten- are. Terenzi. Terenzi brothers. The Terenzis. Dude, no. Mike yeah. Tobacco is not a burnout. <laughs> yeah, his name's <laughs> his Mike His name tobacco. is Mike Tobacco. <laughs> Dude, I, the whole time I watched this movie, I hadn't seen this movie in a while. The whole time I watched this movie, I could not help but think about how badly I wanted the guy playing Mike Tobacco to be played by Jerry Seinfeld instead. Weird. He was like 25% Seinfeld. He, uh, maybe. That is at not least. a vibe I got at mm. all. Oh yeah, it's there. Watch it And again. I, I'm a big Seinfeld guy. He was, he was anyway. a little bit Seinfeld, Jack. Just a little bit. <laughs> His last name in real life is Kramer, so you got that connection. Oh yeah. <laughs> it all comes full circle. It yeah. does. Hey guys, you're jumping the gun. This is all stuff for the actual review. And we're not there yet. Mark, I had to why did you pick chest. Killer Clouds from Outer Space? Uh, my hand was forced. Uh, someone, one of our eagle-eared yeah. listeners is probably going to write in and provide me with a bulleted list of every movie I could have picked. But at the time, I couldn't think of any science fiction movies from the 1980s that we had not already reviewed. Yeah. So I went with Killer Clouds from Outer Space. I suggested Predator to you. I don't think that's a horror movie. I get where your head's at, but it's just, it's an action movie. The first one's like action horror. It's just action. It's funny to no. it's funny to like bash. It's not bash. It's funny to just like box Predator out when you're reviewing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> well, just this saying. is definitely more of a horror movie than Predator. Oh yeah. Movies. No, it's a horror movie through and through and I say that in the weirdest possible way. Yeah. Sure. Um Yeah, so you went with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It, it was sure did. I feel yeah. confident about it. <laughs> uh, on that note, let's uh, talk about what in the fuck subgenre it fits into, huh? Sure. Mark, yes. hit us with yeah. the first category. Uh, well, this is actually one I kind of want to talk about. Uh, this one might be a little controversial, even though this is how we got here in the first place. Uh, is this a science fiction movie? I think it has many aspects of a sci-fi movie, specifically every time they're on the spaceship. It's got a lot of the, like, <clears throat> sci-fi elements of, like, 
futuristic technologies making a big appearance on it. Especially one of the first things they do is run into that, like, glowing electricity orb of terrible CGI in the, yep. the spaceship. Well, So I, I think it's certainly a sci-fi movie. So it's not always a sci-fi movie, but... It's funny because it... It really isn't, but everything it's doing is because of all of the sci-fi, like, B, alien, comma, they come to us. That's my next subgenre, by the way. <laughs> God Movies damn it, you are just... <laughs> of the 1950s that you can clearly tell that it's taking its inspiration from and paying tribute to in its own weird little way. Uh, I don't think you can separate it from those influences enough to not call this a sci-fi movie despite the fact that all the sci-fi stuff has kind of turned into like weird alien pies and streamers and flowers that spray water yeah but like i said i think there is enough of like weird technology shit in the spaceship to 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 bring it out of the muck of that a little bit i'm agreeing with you okay so yeah. Jake, then your subgenre of was alien, is... comma they come to us, Jack. And I think that one's really inarguable. They come on what <laughs> we think is a Halley's comet, and yep. uh, instead it was their spaceship. Yep. The question I had about that, and I there's no question. I've seen this movie a number of times before. I remembered it as like a the Thor and the Asgardians in the Marvel universe, like they they're aliens, but they're the reason we have Norse mythology. Cause they came to earth back when Norse mythology was being developed. Yeah. And so it was like, Hey, these gods, I had that as like, that's why there's clowns, but that's not an aspect of this movie at all. They just happen to look like clowns and do clown shit for some reason. The that movie was, never draws that connection. That was one of the most inane diatribes I've ever heard anyone go on. Jack, <laughs> everyone in the room is now dumber. <laughs> I award you no points. What? I think you should. <clears throat> we don't have clowns because there are aliens that look like clowns. Well, I really, I, I'm just saying, I, I had, I, I had it that as a thing that happened in this movie. Like they make that statement. What? <laughs> I, <laughs> you need more beer in you. What are you saying? I do need more beer in me. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> you still haven't provided a goddamn subgenre. Yeah, well, it's hard. Um, <laughs> no, it's really not. Good... It's really not. Um, Vamp. I, I, I think it's an independent movie. I'll give it to you. Jesus fucking Christ, Mark. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with comedy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's a horror comedy. Yep, it's, I could have said that. It's about aliens mm -hmm. that look like clowns and behave like clowns, though notably they are not clowns. Yeah, especially the stuff with like the using the balloon animals as like a bloodhound. That shit is that's fun. pretty funny. the The scene in the drugstore is outright funny. Yeah, like that was legitimately shaving funny. cream and shit on people. Oh, that's great. Really top notch. Yeah, shit. top notch. Jake, how about shit. you? Another one. It was almost as good as Poultry Geist. Oh, oh God. Uh, Colt with a U. How so? Colt classic, man. Oh, a cult class. Not, a, not think, a movie about cults. I don't think that's how we're using that category. Cult in this in this sense means like okay, a religious got cult. It. We're so, not doing the I don't know if we ever agreed on that. Okay, so we're not yeah, doing we cult didn't. classic because that's way too confusing. Classic, comma, cult. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give that to you. When you phrase it like that. Thanks. That's about all I got. I don't think I have anything else. Trees. Yeah. There are trees. There's some houses. Houses. <laughs> uh, people must think we're really dumb 
Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. All right, so that's all we got, right? Nobody's got any other subgenres that this fits the fuck into. Man, I didn't have shit when we started. All right, so we've been touching on this a lot. Mark, you picked this movie. How many times have you seen this movie before? Slash, like, what did you know about this movie? Uh, I mean, I definitely had heard of this movie. I knew it's one of the, like, classic B movies of all time. I'd seen maybe, like, a third of it. Uh, just kind of in the background on TV around Halloween times or maybe somewhere around there. Just not really paying a lot of attention to it. It was on in the background of a party or something like, oh, that's kind of crazy. Uh, specifically, I'd actually kind of seen the end where they rescue her out of the ball. But uh, aside from that, I had never really experienced Killer Clowns. <laughs> Everything that is Killer Clowns. Exactly. Now, now, Jake, how about you? You said you'd seen this before. I've seen it once before. It's been, a, okay. it's been a long time, though. My The more interesting question in my mind than had Mark seen it was, has Mark's wife seen this movie as a noted chlorophobic? Uh, she has now. Chlorophobic. She watched it. Yeah, she watched it with me. Did she curl she up was... into a ball and evaporate? No, she's been uh, she's been a lot better about the the cholerophobia of late. Conquering I think if the these fears. were like legit scary clowns and not like campy scary clowns, we'd have a much bigger problem. Yeah, dude, these clowns are scarier looking than most. Uh, they're yeah, but, I mean yes, but they're surrounded by like shenanigans instead of outright murder. And the fact that they're such clearly like rubber masks, you know, rubber like whole heads and I shit think, going on. I think on. they look pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, once I think they do too. What I think, what I'm saying is, I think they're they're campy for a viewer of a movie. But if you actually saw one of those fucking things in real life, I think all the people in this movie are fucking nuts for not immediately panicking. All of the panic, all of panic, <laughs> all of the all panic. panic, panic incarnate. <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah, if I see this thing in real life, I'm running the opposite direction. Oh my I am god! Definitely the little girl at the fucking. Burger joint? Yeah, that. Well, what I was gonna say is, I'm definitely not sticking around for the shadow puppet show. Well, that no, that you don't know the clowns are behind that. Uh, the guy just can, walked up. Oh no, the they, shadow they puppet show. I thought you meant the, the, the like clown, puppet yeah. puppet show. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, clown yeah. is the, the one doing the show. <laughs> I thought I thought we were talking about a different one. Did, Did you, you watch, watch this movie, movie Jack? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that scene at the burger shack with the little girl and the clowns like riding that little like spring horse thing back and forth. Yeah, arguably and the, the little scariest girl's, like, thing in this movie. Smiling awkwardly. First off, that scene is genuinely horrifying. But second off, that girl is an idiot. Uh, fucking her, scream. Her mom just hasn't hasn't given her the the, the talk yet about strangers. Then she's strangers. Then the she's talk. a psychopath. That is that is in terror incarnate to a child. No child should be okay with seeing that. Maybe she had a clown come to her like fourth birthday party and Again, she had a really good that was time. not a clown. She got to ride a pony <laughs> and now she associates like pony rides pony. and birthday cake with clowns. Genuine. <laughs> she's a huge <laughs> genuine <laughs> fan. Wow. <laughs> I still think she's a psychopath. What I'm getting from this conversation is that you guys think that the uh, costuming for the clowns was something that this movie did right. Is yeah, it, I, 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 yeah, I dug them. They really added to the whole direction. vibe. They create the vibe of this movie. Yeah, yeah, they they really do. And and what's interesting is I have no idea if this is true or not. This was just one of the things on the IMDb page. Is almost all the budget went to production costs as far as like paying the you know gaffers and lighting and stuff. And most of the visual effects were created by hand at pretty low cost. So if that's that's pretty true, awesome. They did a really good job. I mean, just like the set design on the on the actual 
circus tent mothership thing is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm very confused as to. I'm very confused as to why each elevator shaft thing has three buttons on it, even though they all seem to go the same place when you just push any of the three buttons or push the buttons in any order. Uh, yeah, it's the illusion of choice, Jack. Jean-Paul Sartre would have would have had something to say about this. But also, <laughs> sci-fi. It's sci-fi, and sci-fi requires a lot of buttons. There's a minimum button it's... quotient in order to qualify as a like... sci-fi movie. I do like the, like, honka-honka horn noise that comes out of the buttons. That's pretty good. I also like the control panel that just has, like, 30 levers, and the, and the clown just walks up and just pulls different levers at different times. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> that's, that's really great. That's really top-notch. Uh, yeah. Um, all of the humans are unwatchably terrible no. in this movie. The acting is miserable. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad, actually. Yeah, it was very. Really yeah, it was very terrible. B. There's a difference to me between like a B sort of delivery. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, like let's sing the praises of B movies because they know the right way to make thing, things seem shitty. But I kind of am because like this did the B thing. Right. Whereas there are movies where people are bad at acting and the acting and the delivery or the writing or some combination thereof is really shitty. Whereas with this one, there was a lot of like ham fisted delivery, but it's still it was in keeping with the overall feeling that I think the movie's obviously going for. So it at least had a home. It was it was organically ham fisted and not. They didn't yeah, shoehorn yeah. it in like most of the. It's like okay, uh, here's a good here's a good example. When I watch this movie, it's not a horror movie that I'm gonna paint this, draw this line to. But I get a feeling in terms of the acting of, um, Strange Brew. Uh, okay, that I totally that see sort that. of shitty acting where it's not like they're terrible actors. I mean, some of these actors were not good, but not all of them were bad. It's just like the type of delivery is just ludicrous and stupid so what do you do with that you the situation itself is ludicrous and stupid so even if you're a good actor like there isn't an appropriate way to deliver the lines that is believable well see so that's kind of an interesting point right because it's like the rule of comedy you need someone who is absurd in like a normal situation or someone who is normal in an absurd situation Right, and you didn't really have either of those things here but it still to me kind of worked like I thought this movie was pretty funny Jake well, what about the, this the is main... not an absurd situation? That is the absurd thing, but I also thought the people were pretty absurd. <clears throat> oh, so you're, I you liked the you don't have nine, the, like you have both small town sheriff. He was kind of your straight man for a little bit of it. Not really, uh, and he then he gets pretty turned literally into a dummy. I mean, I yeah, I, I, agree. I guess what you would say. saying that he was not going to be a dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark. <laughs> drinking whiskey and smoking a cigar while he just lets the phone ring. <laughs> I've made it through my career. I can make it through this. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. where, where law enforcement could just be like, oh man, this is way above my pay grade. I'm just, I'm tapping out for the evening. Peace out, guys. And the younger cop is kind of a straight man too, right? He's uh, pretty straightforward. Like he like believes them to a point Right, he's not immediately dismissive of them, but then he's also just like, "All right, you were fucking pranking me." Well, and then the thing that I actually do like about this is, as soon as he sees that he was wrong, and he gets to the car filled with cotton candy, he like actually behaves accordingly, like you would, and uncuffs the other dude instead of like keeping him in the back for him to get murdered later. So they team up. Absolutely. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say actually most of the characters are this. Uh, the, the ones that aren't the straight ones in this are the Terenzi brothers. They're just, they're just <laughs> goddamn lunatics. Yeah, they rented an ice cream truck to pick up women. Well, yeah, that's sort of. A little weird. <laughs> the, the, all the, the, the teenagers, they're not teenagers, they're supposed to be in college, right? I don't know if that's true. There are the two kids that the fucking one guy arrests that are called, they call college students, but I don't know if that means the rest of them are college students. I kind of felt like they all were supposed to be college students. At least the main character, the protagonist, who isn't the cop, he, that guy could be 30 years old. Like Mike Tobacco? <laughs> yeah, Mike Tobacco. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think they're definitely post high school at the very least. Well, yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to make that distinction. My bad, guys. While we're talking things that uh, the that are working for this movie, I I really want to spend some time discussing the score. This movie has the Dickies. Uh, that's one thing I was not. Yeah, it has the Dickies. Uh, one thing I was not expecting <laughs> going in is the amazingness of the score, dude. This is so yes. good. Yeah, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space song itself. Killer is a Clowns. Gem. Yeah. So good. Guitar solo. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And then they splice in that same riff every time the clowns are up to mischief. It's bad. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't get you don't get really great original music anymore. That's one of the reasons no, man. why like the late late eighties, early nineties were so fucking great. It's because you don't get any <laughs> mischief anymore, man. It's riffs for mischiefs. <laughs> oh my god, what is happening? Uh, my wife is working, so I got the the puppies in here. I got one puppy and one bigger dog. We're muting you during right that now. part. That's unacceptable. So speaking of mischiefs, what's our favorite clown mischief? Does that count? Like, does it? What counts as a mischief? Everything they know. do, a everything they do. What do they do that isn't mischievous, Mark? Uh, they pull Besides levers. Pull and levers. Stuff. Yeah, the levers. Yeah, buttons. We, we got that's it. That's <laughs> all. The, the only one is pulling levers. Uh, well, yeah, they walk around with nets. That's uh, mischievous as shit. Uh, uh, is it? Maybe he's just really into collecting dogs. <laughs> I mean, he provably isn't. <laughs> as they as they tell the guy through the puppet, we're just here to kill you. He moonlights as a dog catcher. They don't they don't explicitly say he's not. So oh shit, did that dog die? No, it was just captured and then later ran away. I choose to believe the balloon animal dog. No, died. it didn't run away. The dog died. We don't see it again. The balloon animal dog. You died. don't just because you don't see it again doesn't mean it's dead, Jake. Yeah, that dog died, man. How how no. long into the movie was that? That was like that was like two minutes into the movie. That's the don't first think thing that it happens. died. How do you the know? The guy definitely died. The guy got turned into cotton candy. How do you know? How do <laughs> well, you? Well, they know? died. The people who got turned into cotton candy died. I actually think the best mischief that the clowns partake upon is uh, the shadow puppets. That scene's the shat- pretty incredible. That one's pretty great. I like the shadow puppets. Gentlemen, a lot. like I said, I like the balloon animal, gentlemen, bloodhound dog. Gentlemen, a lot. what? Yes, buddy. gentlemen. We need to backtrack. We need to talk Why? about poop. We need to talk about Pooh Bear for another second. Okay. Now, okay. now, Speak. the authority source on the matter on the internet does the dog die dot com <laughs> under Killer Clowns from Outer Space. 
the following is mentioned with a frowny face dog icon. A hound named Pooh Bear is captured with a net and taken inside the clown's spacecraft. Pooh Bear is not seen again and, while it is possible he could have survived, is most likely to have been killed. A balloon dog Inconclusive. Was, also dies by being run over by a car. So there are two dog deaths in this movie, too. The, one. one of them's a balloon dog. Let's call it one and a half. A balloon dog also dies by being <laughs> run over by a car jack. Two dog deaths. Two. <laughs> That's, that, that cannot... That barely... Can, I don't even think that counts as one. We have one inconclusive oh God. probable death. Oh, do they and have one it on video? That gets run over. I think they might have a video clip of the balloon dog dying. Well... That's really good for our audio podcast. I'll see you guys. I'll you s- watching you, a video. You guys you guys keep going with the podcast. I'm going to watch these videos. <laughs> so, Mark, I do that's like the shadow so puppet typical. gag. That one is... I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and that's still surprising. I forget that it just, like, eats everything and makes them all tiny. That's not even remotely surprising, Jack. That That is... They telegraph that from the very get-go. You know exactly where that's ending. No, it's surprising. <laughs> I just think The popcorn... Are like baby alien clowns, right? Are baby killer clowns? Yeah, and that's that's just science. That's how that works in real life. I love the satchels full of popcorn. Yeah, I don't... Why? So they shoot their babies out of guns? That's unclear. That scene is weird. Only in the very first scene. Uh, yeah, it's true. And they seem to be like some type of homing baby popcorn. Yeah, the rest of the time, they're just, like, reaching into their satchel and, like, sprinkling it on things or feeding miniaturized Shadow Puppel et people to the bag of popcorn. Yeah, shadow, or in one case, shadow dumping a puppel. gigantic amount into the Did dumpster. I say Shadow Puppel? You're, just, it's, you're getting stored in a dome room over here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like we partake in words as a major hobby of ours. <laughs> Um, I, I also like the puppet show. The puppet show's pretty good. Okay, tell us what's your favorite shenanigan, because popcorn isn't a shenanigan. No. Well, no, I said I like the I like the balloon dog. I like the balloon animals. Oh, I see. Okay. Because that gag recurs, too. Jake, are you done watching your movie, or are you still just YouTubing it over there? He didn't actually watch this movie. He's trying to finish it up now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that my favorite was just the general mayhem that they caused in the drugstore. The drugstore scene is great, and I especially like that they leave the drugstore clerk alive until, like, the very end of it to just watch all of it happen. <laughs> just watches his life get torn to shambles. <laughs> As the fucking town sheriff just kicks his feet up on his desk What's and doesn't answer the goddamn Maloney? Phone. Yeah. I don't think his name He's made it through his career. He can make it through this, too. <laughs> oh, him. Okay, so corollary him. to best shenanigan. What's the best death in this movie? Because this movie has a lot of creative and interesting deaths. I, I like the, uh, you're going to knock my block off. Yeah, the uppercut of death. Well, yeah, the tiniest clown, that, the littlest that clown. That one's just good because of the, like, crowd surrounding it, and you've got the token <laughs> guy that's like, damn! <laughs> <laughs> this movie doesn't do so well in the race relations department. No, it doesn't. There's a lot of rough stuff. <laughs> well, oh, well, it was a simpler time, Jack. Yeah, we were, we were, we were born during a... Uh, Period. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's my favorite. I like the little clown. I think he's he's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and I like that the guy's like fucking with his tricycle or bike or whatever it is, and he flies away, vanishes, and then comes back yeah. with boxing what gloves on. What the fuck on. happened it's... in that scene? Like he just disappears in a puff of he something jumped. about the clowns. I think they can jump ultra high because it happens later on too. Gravity's well, yeah, different but... for them. They're from outer space. 
when that scene, the next time the clown jumps super high, that's how gravity is works. so baffling to me because the cop is driving the car okay. and Johnny Tobacco is like Mike Tobacco. Fuck, is that his name? What's his name? Doesn't matter. M- Mr. Tobacco. You're looking it you, up. Kiddo. It's Mike. You don't know. It's Mike Tobacco. <laughs> is like, go run into him. And he's like, no, I don't want to. Somehow, Mike Tobacco is able to control the cop car entirely from the passenger seat, enough for it to make almost a full U-turn and accelerate into this clown. He's Again, and he's would like, have been. Look what you made me do. How? How did he possibly make him do that? Would have been better with Jerry Seinfeld. Hypnotism. <laughs> but yes. But anyway, the the clowns can jump into the stratosphere and like get stuff they need and then come back. Sure. Yeah, boxing gloves are hanging out in the stratosphere. That's where we store the boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you know anything about science? There's some space junk up there. I've heard a lot about space junk, Jake. I'm sure some of the space junk is boxing gloves. Yeah, it's what got George Clooney in that gravity movie. Yeah, exactly. I've seen that. <laughs> Spoken like a guy who has not seen that movie. <laughs> uh, the other, the uh, I mean, I totally agree with you. Getting his his block knocked off is is the best kill in the movie. But uh, honorable mention goes to guy getting melted by pie. Yeah, that was my favorite. Melted by pie is good. Did you expect something to happen when the guy got sprayed with yes, the water from the I flower? thought that was going to kill him. I thought it I was going to be too. I thought we were getting a cube scenario where the dude was just going to melt. I did too, and I've seen this movie before, and I was still <laughs> expecting it. Like I've seen this movie several times before. Well, the the shit that comes out of the flower is like not necessarily watercolored; it's kind of milky. So you yeah. definitely expect it to do something to his face, but it doesn't. Absolutely. Maybe it was supposed to, and the guy just is like immune to it. Yeah, Mark, that's a good theory. <laughs> <laughs> Fan theory. It's actually molecular acid. Just said, one guy said in the movie. None of our listeners. <laughs> the, guy, the guy is immune to it. I saw that. Who dies little. immediately afterwards? Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Well, he's not immune to getting <laughs> choked, so he's not immune to everything. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I, I wanted the more satisfying death for that that sheriff, the small town sheriff Mahoney or Maloney. Ah, that was sufficiently creepy. It foreshadowed the future dead silence. What's which... the like party popper like? Wah! Thing and oh, I think oh yeah, about just at, I know his actual death. Oh uh, yeah, it was kind of. By the way, that's a really good point that you just sort of half-assed made as we started to slough over it. Um, it's what you guys do to me. Well, every week, it really does take away one of the only things that Dead Silence had going for it because it had <laughs> the already been done. Uniqueness of those people puppets. <laughs> yeah, the people puppet had already happened. <laughs> no so, more people puppet. Would you guys? Uh, would you guys novelty. like to? Would you guys like to, in retrospect, degrade your uh, Dead Silence I think score? I kind of would, Take yes. it down another half point? <laughs> yeah, except I don't do half points. Well, see, I'm just consistently baffled by the fact that you're able to choose these movies. Dude, this movie's I'm amazing. so much happier he chose this than Dead Silence. <laughs> well, yeah. me too. Or Capture Kill release. I would, I would watch this movies. so many more times than 1408. Yeah, but, oh. Yeah, you yeah. guys both suck. I would too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's save let's save the criticism for Mark for the next time a Mark movie rolls around because I have a feeling that one's gonna be great. I, <laughs> I mean that sentence was pretty great, so we're off to a good start. Speaking of things that went poorly, yeah, okay. Thank you. Let's talk about. Oh, what you, the movie... that wasn't actually a segue. Oh, it was. Let's talk about what the movie did not so well. 
like I said, I didn't care for the acting. I get that it's a B movie, but it was still distracting. Especially the Zamboni brothers. Um, <laughs> the Zamboni brothers. Yes, you nailed it that time. <laughs> talking about racism. I, I, talking about racism. <laughs> I don't know what their names are. Terenzi. Terenzi's. Terenzi's. How many brothers. times Fine. do we have to tell you, Jack? The Italo-Americans oh, are very disappointed with you. How hard is it to just have the IMDb page open in the background? That's all you gotta do. You have a big-ass oh, monitor I'm... in front of you. No, I'm Al Fresco over here. Nice. He's trying to make it up to the Italo-Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said earlier, when you have a movie like this where it is very clearly B, it's okay to me. When you have acting like that, it doesn't take me out of it because it feels at home. It feels like of yeah. the universe that is created in the movie. Sure. Much like a strange brew. I'm not taken out by that. I mean, my immersion's not. It's very weird. We'll get to that with scores. But like, for some reason, I'm still in because it doesn't break in terms of its consistency with which it treats itself, which is important. Okay. It kind if, of it had, so... if this thing had great acting, it'd be fucking weird. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you drop Leonardo DiCaprio into this thing, it's no longer any good. Look, yeah. I just I don't think great acting ever like decreases even if it's a B movie. I think great acting still makes it better. I don't know. You, you think, ever seen so it? you think you could drop Leonardo DiCaprio into the Mike Tobacco role and this would be a better movie? You could drop Jerry I Seinfeld into it. You could drop that. Jerry Seinfeld into it. You should <laughs> drop Jerry Seinfeld into it. Way to deep Jake, what did you think it did Jeez. wrong? Jerry Seinfeld. Oh. So we're just going to blow by my question. Just no one's going to answer my question? I did. I said yes. I think it would be better. I did. And Jake said no. I said he Jerry doesn't. Seinfeld is what I said, dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that really good point you made. It was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Jake, you say things now. <laughs> we are we are on fire We're literally today. either all talking at once or not talking whatsoever, which I feel like is the perfect recipe for a podcast. Sometimes my puppy's making a lot of noise and Jake's just getting mad at me. <laughs> yes. That part's happening a lot, too. You can at least act professional, dude. <laughs> it's a very unprofessional puppy I've got here. Just a little puppy. So, Jake, what did you think the movie did incorrectly? Not have Jerry poorly? Seinfeld. Jesus Christ. Is that it? <laughs> no. This is a perfect movie apart from that? <laughs> Jake has officially given up. Can we just move past his analysis? No, I, I, I might give a 10. I'm, this movie might get a 10. <laughs> Oh my god, of course this movie is the 10. You finally give a movie a 10 and it's fucking killer clowns. He finally gives a movie above an 8.6. No. And, and right. he makes fun of me for the entire goddamn review and then he gives it a 10. That's that a wouldn't be yeah. that far off from you, Mark. Except you'd be the opposite. This movie was great, I gave it, fuck this thing, I gave it a 5. That happened once, <laughs> and the others is terrible. Mr. Professional. What this movie didn't do great, Jack, to get back to the point... The heart of the matter is, uh, as far as the story is concerned, in typical B-movie fashion, there is not much there. There is zero explanation for the what's or the why's of anything that's happening on screen. You have this alien race of clowns for whatever reason. Not yeah, that I, Like I mentioned earlier when Mark gave me shit, I would have liked it a lot better if it's like, these guys have been here before, this is why we have clowns as they exist. No, 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 you don't want that. We don't want to turn this into a fucking movie about the clowns. The clowns are just there to chew bubblegum and fuck shit up, okay? And they're, they're all, all out, out of bubblegum. Bubble nice. <clears throat> Thanks. they're probably not. You want Thanks, no... You yeah, want, they're no, not no, out no. of bubblegum, we know that. You don't they have want cotton candy. They have plenty the of amount that. of backstory. The, the amount of backstory you need and get in this movie is... 
the one line that happens when they're starting to run away from the spaceship in like the very first scene where it's just because clowns. That's all you need. <laughs> I like it when the actual when the like the small town sheriff confirms it when he's like killer clowns from outer space. Holy shit. <laughs> um yeah. No, okay, yeah, so it's guys it's a tough See that there's a sequel coming out? Ooh. That's going to be yeah. terrible. There's yeah, no the way same they two original guys who made it. Jerry Seinfeld. No, they're they're getting that guy who played tobacco to come back and he's gonna like he said he's gonna play the town drunk who like nobody believes anymore that this happened to and he's trying to coach the new crop of youngsters on how to deal with these killers. Is it how also the hell being, would no one is it no one believe to, this? Oh my god. I don't know. They like the entire fucking town sees the goddamn tent explode. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they did kill most of the people in the town, so well. is it still being made by the Chiodo brothers? It is, yeah. Nice. Written and directed. It has hope. I feel like it's going to be too uh, self-aware at this point, though. Yeah, like the Boondock Saints, too. Yeah. I don't know. It it, it could a, be good. Okay movie. It could just be, abs- I don't know. I feel like they can ratchet up the absurdity enough to make it worthwhile. Sure. There's Return a middle of the ground killer there, clowns though. from outer space in 3D. Yeah. So, who knows, man. I mean, this is the guy that did fucking Team America World Police, so I don't think that... I'm not scared. Like worst case scenario is going to be just fucking absurd and dumb. Like whatever, I can, I can drink enough beer to make that fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you've convinced me. I didn't yeah. realize he did Team America. I'm yeah. on board now. <laughs> yeah. Sold. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. The the thing I didn't think. <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing the a thing. thing. This movie didn't <laughs> do thing? well. We need to figure out how to phrase that appropriately because leading into that sentence was was rough. Uh, that was just you, I think. Yeah, this movie shifts, has has a hard shift, in my opinion, towards the end, where it goes from just comic hijinks, which is what this movie does great, to now there's just a gigantic clown that's bent on ultraviolence, and then everyone just dies <laughs> in an explosion. There's, there's no funniness in the end of the movie. It doesn't, it totally breaks from tradition. It's just like, and then everyone exploded. No one dies. No one dies. They come back and then they get covered in pies to laughter. It ends with it's all fun silliness. I don't. I don't know. The, the ending was well. The Terenzi brothers blow up. The Terenzi brothers blow up, and then they come back because they rode their wave. Come back down. They got in the. They hopped in the cooler. And his name is his name is Jojo the Clownzilla. Get it right. Yeah, I mean, like Boss Clown. Yeah, Boss Clown. Okay, yeah. my point is. It seems to me that there's like a hard break from the mischief, skylarking, comic hijinks that inhabits the first 90% of the movie, uh, and they just favor it for Clownzilla. Just like a dude stomping around. and It's a break in style. I don't really like it. I, I It's like three minutes. You know what's really weird? You know what's really weird? I hate continuing to make this comparison, but once again, man, Strange Brew does a very similar thing where there's yeah, a lot of you know, like... you're not wrong about that. Yeah, there's a lot of like crazy like strange funny weirdness, skylarking as, as Mark described it, but then at the end of the movie <laughs> you have like crazy hockey game ha- it happens in a bit. I think that it does a bit better job of like riding that shift. This is kind of all of a sudden, but it definitely takes that similar turn where all of a sudden there's like this weird hockey game going on and you've got fucking I think it's Doug of the Bob and Doug McKenzie, the Rick Moranis one, like in the gigantic vat of beer having to drink like 700 gallons of beer 
to like <laughs> overcome the world ending evil that's happening at this brewery. Like it's very similar in its trajectory. Listener, you should watch yeah. that if you haven't seen it. It's not a horror movie. That is a good movie. Give it a watch. Yeah. That dog doesn't die. Hose head. <laughs> the hound. Hose hound. Hose hound. The hose head hound. Next week on A to Z Horror, we review Strange Brew. <laughs> the hose head hound. <laughs> what did we think of the clown's weakness being their nose getting shot? I think that's I great. It. That's perfect. I'm a little confused yeah. as to why they turn into like a precious gemstone as they die or whatever. Well, some of them do. Some of them just like turn into dust and one of them just disappears. It's very inconsistent. <laughs> it has to deal with their personality. It was very well established. It's like part of the clown Zodiac. Yeah, clown lore. <laughs> yeah. Let's cool. do ratings. I'm done talking about this. <laughs> I'm not, man. This movie's fucking awesome. This movie is pretty awesome. Okay. Well, now that that's on record... I picked I, a good I, movie, you guys. I didn't, Mark. You talked about it earlier. You'd seen him rescue uh, her out of the balloon before. Yeah. The best he can do is to shoot the corner <laughs> of the balloon. You have no other way to interact with a fucking balloon, Jack. The rest of the world isn't like doesn't you. Carry a knife. Yeah, we're not. We know. We don't all just carry like six knives on us at a given Mark, time. Mark, he is a police officer, and you only need one. Then why do you constantly carry more than one? Well, I mean, you might need more than one, but you need at least one. <laughs> What is a bullet but a rocket-propelled knife, Jack? Think about it. <laughs> Likely to kill the woman inside the clown's balloon. You can see the woman inside the balloon. Just don't aim at her. That's not hard. <laughs> All you gotta do is not aim directly at her. I feel like this bumbling shithead could have fucked it up. He could have, because he's a bumbling shithead. But, like, it's, it's pretty easy. It's a transparent bubble. You just don't aim directly at the person. This is like the this is the uh, this is the it follows problem where like the person shooting the gun can see directly at what they're shooting at and yet they still fucking shoot directly at the person. Yeah, I mean to be fair, he didn't miss and he did save her. So, boom, happy endings. Would have been easier with a knife. Now we can go to ratings. We over at AZ Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Jason Siegel from I Love You Man would rate golfing with women. Fucking cock and my fucking shit. God, Mary. You okay, man? I'm sorry. This is my nightmare. And for 10, think of how you'd rate how much a Johnson outboard motor adds to your romantic evening. Saturday nights, distant lights, you, your girl, and your Johnson. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate the goddamn thing for story. Ooh, it's going to be a low one. I'm going to give yeah. this, yeah, I'm going to give this, I think, like a, mm, probably a, I'm on the boundary between a two and a three, so I'm going to go two and a half. This is probably better than a two and a half, realistically, but. Is it? There's like no story here. The story is the title. Like, yeah. the title is yes. the full extent of the story <laughs> of this movie. fully encapsulated. Well, I mean, I, in real, in realistically, that just means that the, it was a very well-chosen title. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's getting two and a half points. It has a very well-chosen title. <laughs> two and a half, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Jake, how about you, story? I can't disagree with Mark very much at all there. Um, 
I'm going to give it a three, a little bit higher than him, because I guess I'm giving slightly more credit to the succinctness of the story in summation through the title of the movie. That's just magic. <laughs> That's magic, my friends. No, not much story <laughs> going on here whatsoever. They tell you what you need to know, and then they just get on with the shenanigans. Um, they don't build. There's very little arc. No character development whatsoever. It's the only thing keeping it out of the cellar is the fact that it's Venus is made very well known and then acted on throughout the course of the movie. So it kind of gets a pass. Right. If like, if that makes sense, like it just kind of, this story kind of gets a pass or it would be like a one. So I'm giving it a three. Well, I mean, that's, the, I, that's the thing, right? Like if you seek out to make a bad movie and you make a bad movie, you're not going to get a good rating for, the individual parts of your movie. But, how, but there's, there's but how more to it than those... just trying to make a bad movie. Like, I watched Monsterland this week, and that they tried to make a bad movie, and guess what? They succeeded. Yeah. Killer Clowns, like, they tried to... I don't think they tried to just make a bad movie. Well, it's, they made, more to it No, it's that. what they did is they made a... We can talk about this in the overall more, but I think that they made a movie in the style of B or less than stellar movies, but they did it very well. Yeah. I, I mean, what I would degree. say is they made it fun. But, yeah, let's move on to Immersion. Well, I haven't... Yeah, let's move on. Let's just yet. skip Jack, because fuck <laughs> that guy. skip Jack. No one gives a shit. I agree with Jake. <laughs> I gave it a three. Wonderful. <laughs> Aren't you happy I rated it? See? Not- I was trying to immersion. get past that. Get the shot. World Building and Immersion's up next. Mark, hit us. Uh, See, this is where... We come back to what I was just saying. I, I think the, what this movie does well isn't necessarily the story, which is literally non-existent. No, it's not lit. <laughs> I mean, I actually kind of think no, he's, he's right not right. Once it's in just... his use of the word literally, because think about it. The story of this thing is the clowns show up, they kill some no, random no. non-main characters, and then they leave, but they don't actually leave. They're still there. Nope. Nothing happens throughout this nope, entire movie. Not going movie. there with you. Not going there with you. This is this is a time where his spray and pray methodology to using the word literally somehow fits it sort of. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Fuck that shit. So that was successful, I suppose, on my part. Mark Shut up. Listener. Um... I can't. I, now you t- you totally blew up my game. I have no idea what I was talking about. What I I'm broke his stride, Jack. I broke his stride. That this movie succeeds because it's fun to watch. So you're not like immersed in this like you are in most horror movies where you're actually like scared and you're thinking like, oh my god, there might be a monster in my closet. You're you're, you're immersed in this because it's just funny and like the shenanigans and skylarking and tomfoolery. And general chicanery is happening, and it's fun to watch. So I would actually argue that this is a pretty immersive film in that regard, and that's why it stood up as a cult classic throughout the years. So it, it's still kind of it's still going to be relatively low among the good scores. I ended up giving it a six, just because I think if you're like willing to appreciate the B horrorness of it, it's good. If you're my parents and you just want to watch a good movie and I put this on, you're, you would normally give this like a one. So I'm taking that into account. Yeah, so Mark did a pretty good job with that one. I think what this movie does a really good job of is just setting expectations. When you go into a movie that is named what this is named, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Killer and Clowns, both spelled with a K, like you know you're in for some horse shit. And I think that, that really helps your mindset because that's a lot of what your experience and enjoyment of a movie is 
anyway is just your perception and what kind of mood you're in, right? And the mood yeah. you're in after seeing that and then sitting down to watch what it is going to deliver is expecting some ridiculousness. And to Mark's point, like the B-moviness of this and just the shenanigans that are going mesh so well with what it promises as a movie that I think that it actually bolsters the immersion that you get from the movie. Whereas in most cases, I, I would say that it's a huge detraction. So kind of an interesting case. I'm going to go a little higher than Mark. Actually, I thought this thing was fucking hilarious. And all the shit that's going on is just like in the stupidest possible way. Very immersive. Again, like a movie like Strange Brew going outside the genre there. I'm going to give it a seven. Wow. Yeah. All right. I, so I was, I'm, I'm, I'm in for shit like this, man. I can just turn off the brain and laugh and fucking drink beer. I want to I want to interject here real quick because this, no, you, don't. Uh, you you brought something up that I kind of wanted to bring up in the middle of the review and I don't know if there is an actual answer to it but Oh good. Why 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 <laughs> did they spell clowns with a k? There's no reason. Just just There's shiggles. No reason. It's just shiggles. They just okay. Cool. Good. Why not? I'm glad why they spell space with a k. Cuz that's literally impossible. You can't. That'd be that'd Stop saying spit. literally. Stop saying literally. <laughs> It would literally make it impossible. You literally wouldn't be spelling the word space. It's K is silent. <laughs> That's not how you spell the word space, Jake. Jack. Oh, fuck. I gave it a five. <laughs> I see what Once you guys again, are saying. Say I went nothing. a little bit lower because it's not as easy for me with these, like, obviously ridiculous ones to, like, just zone out and have a really good time with it. I still think it's it's fairly high. It, it is still a lot of fun, but I still was taken out by a lot of aspects of it and a lot of that's intentionally but when you're going for this kind of intentional ridiculousness it suffers in the immersion factor so it's a five for me okay uh scare factor mark go this is uh not a scary movie i gave it a two i I, the reason i'm not giving it a one which i would give basically under any circumstances is purely because of the fact that if you're afraid of clowns there's some creepy shit in this Uh, specifically like the, the diner scene like we talked about earlier that's a creepy scene. It's even creepier if you're actually afraid of clowns. So it's not it's not a one. It's not as low as it can go, but it's a two, which is about as low as you can go. Yeah. I, I buy that. Jake? Uh, same score, same reasons. I gave it a three uh, just because I thought that hamburger joint scene was that <laughs> scary. Okay. That was that fucking terrifying. And also, I think the scene of the clown in the police station is yeah. pretty creepy as well, just because it's in such close quarters and like, what are you going to fucking do? I like that. So, it's a three. It's it's low shit, for sure. But it's not the lowest it could be. So Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're underselling it a little bit. The clowns themselves are creepy. Like you said, if you saw one of those motherfuckers IRL... Cre- creepy with a K. <clears throat> y- yes. If you saw one of those guys uh, in real life, you'd you'd book it in the opposite direction. So, if I was eating a burger at a local burger place, and one of those things was outside on one of the like spring horses, just rocking back and forth, I, I might never sleep again. I'd think it was hilarious, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> How is that hilarious? It's, it's, right. This is clearly a grown hilarious. man that has like decaying teeth. And an oversized mask on a teeter totter horse. How is that going to be funny? It's all a joke, Jake. He's it's like it's like performance art. It's probably Shia LaBeouf underneath all those do, layers of makeup. Do you realize what's Christ, on, no? Do you realize Christ. what's actually under that? Probably Shia LaBeouf. A pederast, Mark. 
Oh. No, no, you're reading way too much into this. There's no pederastry. Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Thank Mark, God. hit us with your rating for that. I have no fucking clue how to rate this for effects. Cool. The, uh, the effects are... Pass. He passes. <laughs> Pass. Pass. I'm rating it an X. Uh, look, the Redacted. effects don't look good, but they are plentiful and they were on a pretty tight budget. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna kick the can on this one and give it a five. Uh, whatever. Kick, Jake, how about you? Kick the can. Given that Mark just did what he did. This movie was made for less than two million dollars. I think it was made for less than two hundred grand. I don't think I mean, that's true. Jake's still right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. think that's true. If it, look, if this was made for less than two hundred grand, whoa. There were some decent sets in there, man. Like, there going are. back to what we talked about earlier, like, the ship, in, the interiors of the ship, like, that's not cheap. They had enough of that no. just in terms of, like, the way they shot it. That could not have been, like, a single hallway that they repurposed. They had built out some shit for this movie. Uh, and I thought the clowns looked pretty good. Uh, they are definitely the creepiest part of this, as you had just mentioned, in terms of, like, if they were in any other situation, that would be a boon for the scare factor rating i'm basically putting that into effects because you cannot put it into scare because of the way they interact and the whole nature of the movie itself sure and then you got the sound design and the score you kind of have to put a lot oh, of things yeah. into this overall category for this movie and Score's that shit great. was fucking awesome so what did yes. you end up giving it mark i gave it a five huh i added a bunch and i'm not going to give it much higher i'm going to give it a five and a half <laughs> <laughs> I thought you gave it something low. Um, no. Also, it, it was a to one. To be fair, he only gave it a five because he couldn't pass. Yeah. No, it was I a mean, one point eight million look, dollar it's, budget. It's 1. not great. It's not great. It's not intended to be great, but yeah, you do need to consider all of those different elements to it, which Mark did a, apparently a piss poor job of, and I did a piss poor job of listening, but I never listened to him. This is pretty well, solid. I gave it a six. I, I think a lot of what you guys said is right. I think the point of effects is that they serve the overall film. And the effects in this movie do nothing if they don't serve the overall film. They, they're they effective as hell. To They perfectly match the movie's tone. They set it up right. The score is fucking terrific. I, I think it's, it's above average, the effects here. It's a relatively low budget, and they do a shitload of stuff. Not all of it's great, but it's above average. It's a six. You know what, Jack? You, you did a good job on that one. You... you... Upsold me. I'm now at a 5.75. Fuck you, Mark. Christ. <laughs> Mark, overall. Overall score. You picked I, this movie right I overall. really enjoyed this movie. I, I hesitate to go very high just because I don't want this to be in the ranks of my very highs. Uh, yeah. But that being said, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, it, it, it honestly reminds me of the Monster Squad, and I'm trying to think of like which of the two... I would rather watch and I, I'm going to give the edge a little bit to monster squad, which I gave a seven and a half and I'm standing by that one. Uh, so I'm just going to knock this a little bit below that. I'm giving it a seven. I'd watch this again any day of the week. That's fair. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. Jake, I'll, how about you? Overall score. I'll uh, note real quick. That is my highest score that I've given it. <laughs> the highest score of any category is, <laughs> is <overall>. the overall. <laughs> wow. That's a significant tilt up. It definitely is. I also gave it a significant tilt up, not quite as high as Mark's. I gave it a six overall for pretty much the same reasons. But when I think about where I have rated other movies of similar and 
different ilk. Any movie, really, in the genre. I can't put it much higher than this in good consciousness. So, six is the score. I'm I'm totally with you. I gave it a six as well. I think this movie is a, has a perfect example of tilt factor, right? Because last week we reviewed 1408, and I gave it a five, but I think I said I enjoyed it a four, uh, and I was tilting it upwards because of like the quality of filmmaking. This movie, I think I enjoyed this movie a seven, but I'm can't give it a seven, so yeah. I'm giving it a six. It's, no, I feel you. It's like it gets tilt factor. It's more fun than my score would indicate, but I'm giving it a six. And Quick point of clarification: Jake gave it a six, uh, but his scale is actually only out of eight point six. Every every so episode he now? actually gave it a seven. Every episode now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jake, I think that means you gave it the highest. No, score, I think right? that does not. Mark still gave it the highest score, so Mark's going to talk to us <laughs> about why you should watch this with your buddies and drink some beers, which is a really hard task. I got to say, Mark. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult. Uh, this movie's chock full of fun and creative kills and otherwise shenanigans you're gonna enjoy this a lot like i said the one time that i had experienced this movie before now was on a, on the tv in the background of a party and it worked perfectly there were people sitting around watching it there were people just kind of riffing on it and laughing at this stuff that they did see and then there were just people in the background not paying attention to it and dropping in on the good scenes like it's it's a perfect movie to have on in the background yeah. it really is a good like pizza and beer movie to just have on like, you yeah. have a bunch of people, you get some shit, bring it into the house, throw it on, see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Jack and I gave it the same score, right? Well, you gave yep. it a seven, so no, but... <laughs> Wait, you gave it a seven? No, you gave it a seven. No, I did not, Jake. Mark. Jake gave it a seven. I did not. My Math score is... Show. <laughs> Math will not show. <laughs> Jack, let's do this, bud. All right. Why should so we not? you should... You should not watch this movie and drink some beers with your buddies because there is better shit to watch. There's better there, horror is a deep genre and there's better ways to spend your time in the genre than this particular film, weird though it may be. Um, and though it is a fun time, there's more fun you can have if you want to go the super wacky direction. And there's better movies out there. Yeah, there are um, better. It's a good point. There are better examples of pretty much everything this movie does. Uh. I'll I'll go with you there. That's really the only thing I can make because I do agree with Mark. I mean, we had to do this. Yeah. I would watch this yeah. with buddies and drink beers, listener. I would too. I would I definitely would do that. <laughs> All right, should we get the fuck out of here? It's Maybe. been a weird episode, I feel like. Probably. Well, it was Killer Clowns from outer space with many yeah. a K. Well, there were two, two. Two Ks in total. That's many. I mean, three if you count the one in space. Silent, Mark. You literally can't spell it in space. It's sp it's silent in space. That's why you can't I mean, hear you it. You can. It's just misspelled. Yeah. Words can be misspelled. That doesn't make them not that word. It that's why misspelled does. is it, a it thing. It denotatively makes it not that word. Mark, that's why misspelled is a thing that exists. <laughs> We've all tried to make this argument before. I just I meant to use the word that was correct. I just misspelled it as a completely different word. That's not... No English teacher on the face of the planet will buy that argument, Jack. That's not going to happen. No. Mark, that reasoning does not support your point whatsoever. Sure it does. You can't just arbitrarily <laughs> Jake, misspell words and say that they're the same word that you're trying to misspell. That's not at all what I'm doing. Jake, we were trying to get the fuck out of here, and I feel like you stopped talking, and I'd really like you to continue I, getting us out of here, because Mark is genuinely pissing me off. I would like this <laughs> to continue, frankly. This was episode... 
34, though, of the A to Z Horror Cast. To see everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on all the social media channels. And by all, I mean either on Twitter or on the Horror Amino app. Both those links are down <laughs> in the description below. The two big ones. The two big ones. <laughs> And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, guys, go and check out everything that's going on over at downrightcreepy.com slash phantom to see everything on the Phantom Podcast Network. A lot of cool shit going on over there. As always, the music in this episode has been coming at you from space. That's space without the A. And next week, we're going to shift gears to something of a less wacky variety. I think that's easy to do, but this is definitely going in that direction. We're checking out a pretty recent film. We're going to take a look at Dark Was the Night. So until next time, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Do you, do you at least agree with me? In worn out shoes.